This is Shannon Morgan, and you are listening to episode 14 of Sound Mind, a place to openly discuss the struggles in our minds, including mental health, trauma, addiction, and more. I am not a counselor, and this podcast is not meant to replace professional therapy, more like somewhere you can go to find connection and learn how other people's experiences can aid in your own journey. Speaking of which, I work in the field of behavioral health as a peer and youth support specialist. Working with both adults and children, I share my lived experience with mental illness, trauma, and addiction in order to connect with clients and help them see that they are not alone, helping them to share their own story, set goals, build hope, and live more self-directed, purpose-filled lives, which is the spirit I'm bringing to this podcast show. The website for Sound Mind is soundmindpodcast.com. There you'll find social networks and learn more about guests, and you can leave a comment or send me an email. And I would love to hear from you, especially if you'd like to be a guest in the show or you have a reaction to an episode. Now, on to today's guest. Greg Hubbard has dealt with anxiety and depression since his late teenage years. Diagnosed with major depressive disorder, he's had challenges with jobs and relationships in the past. A survivor of a suicide attempt, Greg, with the help of amazing family and friends, medical professionals, and lots of self-work, finds himself on the path of gratitude for the people in his life and the memories he's made, as well as the possibilities each day brings. Greg is open about his life, empathetic towards others, and looks for the good in life. He also thinks he's the funniest person on the planet. And with that, let's meet Greg. Hello? Yeah, you hearing me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, cool. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am doing better. <laughs> I have had a cold the last couple of days, good. so on the mend. Well, I guess we can just dive right in. Good. So, Greg, why don't you tell me about yourself? Yeah, I'm 50 years of age. I'm a registered nurse, live here in Texas, and um, um, I have two daughters, ages 6 and 11, and um, currently engaged. I've uh, been previously married. Um, their mother, the daughter's mother and I, we have a good relationship now, but um, I know we want to talk about certain issues such as anxiety and depression, and that's mm-hmm. stuff that I've dealt with much of my life, um, probably probably since my late teenage years, um, and then on and off uh, throughout adulthood. So, um, yeah. Um, so, fortunately, with some life experience, you kind of learn how to manage and find perspective on things but when you're going through things at times it can be uh it can be really kind of tough and uh sometimes take you to bad places yes it certainly does i know for me that's definitely true um so you were diagnosed with major depressive disorder in 1990 is that right i think initially yeah yeah that was my kind of college years and uh uh i guess all throughout my life i've had at times been um, anytime there's been some sort of what I considered a major point in my life. If I had to make a decision such as college, you know, choosing a major, choosing a career, this, that, and the other, it almost became overwhelming to make like a choice. There was like pressure, make the right choice. Don't make the wrong choice. And which led to anxiety, which can lead to depression. And in my instance, at least it just kind of stopped me from progressing at times. So, um, Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, that's that's kind of when I was uh, uh, first diagnosed, I guess. 
So, and when you were first diagnosed, is it has your depression um, evolved since then, or is it pretty much the same every time you get a major uh, episode? Well, now, I mean, it's, it's kind of similar, but I guess you could say it sort of evolves. I mean, every situation or, or there are factors that lead to it. But I can look back and say that um, for me, at least, it just almost became to where um, it, it almost distracted me from focusing on some of the day to day um, activities through either work or family life to where it was just on the forefront of on, of my mind as to whatever was um whatever was concerning me and I, I, I couldn't seem to find a nice little tidy shelf for it to be placed on while I was just kind of going through, through, through my day to day. It just kind of see always in front of me to the point where it just physically, it wore me down eventually at, at, mm. a, at certain times. So yeah, that's, that's kind of how it's uh, kind of manifested with myself at least. And how does it feel inside of your body when you get depressed? You know what? Uh, that's a great question because I think people don't always realize it's, it, it kind of takes a physical toll mm-hmm. as much as a, a mental and emotional, the way I, the, the best way I can describe it, it's almost like a heaviness. It's almost like your whole body, at least in my sense, I feel like my whole body feels heavy it, and I feel like I'm moving slow motion. Um, just you know, certainly in, in my head, it would seem very much clouded, you know, not clear thinking, but it would just leave to just kind of like a heaviness and sometimes a ten- sometimes just tension. But um, yeah, definitely. A, there's certainly physical manifestations that I think people don't always realize what, what it can lead to. Yeah, I always get really intense brain fog, too, where I just have trouble thinking and connecting my yeah. thoughts and exactly uh, just being people, myself. I mean, yeah, and people will, I mean, I think, you know, people had said to me in the past, ah, cheer up, why are you so down? And, you know, I mean, and it's it's it, it's hard to explain during some of those times that, um, you know, there may not even be something seemingly that should be keeping me down. I just kind of am. And, but at least for me, uh, in, in those times, it's sort of hard to express some of those things. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it takes a physical toll as well, for, for certain. So how has it in um, depression impacted your relationships? Well, um, I guess most significantly, um, I mean, it, it, um, it basically ended my, my marriage to the mother of, of my, my kids just because um, we were married almost eight years and most of it was pretty good. But um, towards the end, I started having some significant anxiety um, we were having our second child. I was in a place in my career where I sort of felt like I was in a dead end position and I didn't sort of see the next way out. And, um, you know, I was trying to figure out the right thing to do. And I, I, I in fact, it was 2014. That's kind of, I know 2020 has been awful for everybody, but 2014 sticks out for me as just a year that just was just really on a personal level bad. And, um, you know, you know, I was trying to get right with my career and it wasn't working out well. And um, I guess I just felt more and more, um, more and more pressure. I mean, here I am a father and, you know, and I love being, you know, I love being a dad and, and, and having my daughters, you know, and, and I was, I, I, I loved their mom and, 
but as as this anxiety and depression took over it just it just took me away from that role where physically yeah i was in the room but emotionally i was somewhere else and um and i know my ex-wife she she tried and and you know she at times encouraged me but i think at time i think ultimately it took a toll on her and it started to frustrate and i think anger her that i wasn't able to pull myself out of it and um ultimately it, it led up to the breakup of the marriage and but going forward you know naturally we still have children together and you have to figure out how that relationship is going to go and there was some time where i think she you know still had some some hurt and some anger from her end and it took some time um for us to kind of get right fortunately over the course of a, a few years um we've gotten to a much 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 better place and she's a she's a amazing friend now and um i think with some time and distance she was able to see what i was going through wasn't the true me and the true me that she knew is still there and is still that person and um and now thankfully we have a very good relationship but uh but it definitely took a toll on a person you know on, on the most significant personal relationship in my life and um but not just that but i mean when I would get depressed or, or, or kind of in, in my, in my own zone, I mean, I would withdraw from all my friends. I would, I wouldn't do activities that normally I would do just for fun. I mean, it, 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 it kind of sucks when all you want to do is just kind of be alone or something. And, and, mm -hmm. you know, not necessarily, for the, not necessarily for the sake of being productive or, or anything you just kind of want at least i do I, I i almost like an avoidance and so um and i'm not i mean i'm not i wouldn't call myself an extrovert I'm, i mean i'm not shy but i don't have to be around you know a big group of people to draw my energy i'm, I'm completely fine kind of in small groups but at the same time I, I consider myself social and i enjoy people and i like people and i like meeting and learning from all kinds of people but yeah, but I mean, I, I withdrew from friends, family, I mean, social media, I mean, just just everything. So, uh, so yeah, it took a toll on a lot of stuff. I find the same thing. If you see me pop off Facebook and I'm not posting every day, it means I'm depressed. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, and, you know, right, like, um, yeah, it's like you said, I mean, if all of a sudden, you know, you... You, you sort of notice people's behavior patterns, I guess, through social media, whatever, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. But if all of a sudden it's like, you know, hey, I hadn't seen anything from so-and-so in about a week. I wonder what, if everything's OK. But yeah, yeah. And because I guess when you're not feeling like yourself or necessarily feeling like you're in a good headspace, it's kind of hard to want to try to spread humor or joy or whatever you like to do on a kind of personal basis. So uh yeah, yeah, definitely. Can you tell me about your experience with hospitalization? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I had been hospitalized on a couple of occasions. The first one was voluntary because it was just kind of, um, you know, I the first time I'd really experienced that sort of level of anxiety and depression and just would talk with my, my uh, basically my primary care physician and primary care doctor kind of recommended, you know, let's try this. And it was fine, but I kind of realized, I think when it comes to depression, anxiety, certain mental health issues, you know, a, a five or a 10 day stay 
it's really more for just kind of crisis management and Mm -hmm. you know nobody I, i won't say nobody i think that's unfair to say but i think for the most part it's unfair to expect that people will be you know fixed or better and it's really a, a long-term kind of process. And then I think medicine and mental health, um, I, I think people people generally, I mean, they're trying, they're, they, they want to help, but I, I don't know if it's the best model for helping a person. I mean, I think a lot of people are there against their will, number one. And, and I think I think you can't, prescribe the same path for everyone you know definitely there's a lot of factors medication therapy there's a lot of you know personal work and reflection that has to go into it so I mean the times in you know the three times in my life I was hospitalized um and most except most well I say the second time and I mentioned it you know you and I have had a little correspondence before but kind of uh near the end of my marriage i was i was in such a bad place and i had i had uh, lost a job and i just was kind of in a moment a spur of the moment um act i i I had a a suicide attempt which you know thankfully didn't complete but i mean i went into i went into a, a a treatment as a result of that um you know which was basically and the end of end of the marriage i mean that that was basically it at, at that point um but but i don't think like i said a, a 10 day 12 day whatever the stay is because i mean they just kind of put everyone in a, in a room and you know you, you kind of talk about stuff and this and that and a lot of people you can tell are in in various states you know you've got some some people dealing with bipolar some people with just you know depression some people certainly with anger there's probably substance abuse going on for whatever reason in my lifetime, I, that's just never been my thing. I've never, you know, I've never been a, a drug person or a substance person. I mean, I'll have the occasional drink, but it just, it just wasn't of interest to me to try any of that. But, mm-hmm. uh, but every, like I said, everyone, you know, is coming coming from a different place. And I think it, it takes, I think it just takes time and, I know for me, sometimes I felt like, okay, well, if I take these meds, you know, then I'll be, you know, it'll fix me or something like that. And, and, and I think it's just, I had to realize, well, that's just part of the equation, you know, there, there has to be more. And, and, um, so I have a mixed feeling about, um, you know, mental health and, 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 and the medicine and the science and the practitioners that, that work, because I, I really think that they want, you know, to do what's well, but, uh, I think it's more than just medicating people. Yeah, I uh, my psychiatrist would be the first one to say that um, that medication is only one part of recovery. Yeah, um, and I have to say, when I went to the mental hospital, um, I was really confused because I, I went because I was at suicidal ideation, um, okay. and yeah. I was really confused because everyone kept talking about recovery, like you're on your recovery and it's time to do recovery, and I'm like, what the fuck does recovery mean like (laughs) i don't know what you guys are talking about but i found the group therapy to be really helpful 
um, just being around other people. I didn't know I was bipolar at the time. I had just been diagnosed yeah. bipolar and I was really like pushing back against it. That I wants to be bipolar. Um, but I went, when I went to the mental hospital, it was actually really helpful because of all the people in there and hearing them share their stories kind of normalized stuff that I was feeling inside my own body and, and experiences that, and, and things that I had done that I couldn't describe why I did it, you know, like com- compulsions. Yeah. And, well, that is, yeah. that is a good, good point. If you find somewhere where you realize, okay, there's somebody else that kind of sounds similar to me or something and okay, well, what were you feeling? And, and, and yeah, so, so I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to say the experience isn't helpful for everyone uh, because I think definitely I, it certainly can, especially if you can find a group that like you, it, I think part of it is just feeling some sort of connection. And then if you mm-hmm. feel any sort of connection and it, it, it kind of leads to a little bit of hope. And then if you've been in a place for a long time without hope and suddenly there's a little bit of hope, it can really kind of change your mindset. Um, and it's pretty, it can be pretty powerful. So uh, that's a good point. Yeah. 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 You bringing that up. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I wouldn't say that I enjoyed it (laughs) by any stretch of the imagination, but I could say that I benefited from it um, going to the hospital. Yeah. And so we talked a little bit about medication. Um, So you're in the camp of medication um, is helpful, but you have to do other things to. I I think so. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think. I think you have to, you know, I think therapy can be helpful. And again, I've, I've done some therapy in the past and I did find a therapist um, that I just kind of connected with. And I felt like I was just talking almost to a friend more than a, than a therapist. And it was just a, just a very kind of connecting kind of, kind of therapy for me. And, and again, that just sort of, um, you know, it helped me kind of ease some of my tension, some of my anxiety. Uh, this particular therapist helped me kind of see certain things. And, you know, I'm, I guess I'm kind of an analytic, practical person. And he seemed to kind of come from a similar background. And um, so, yeah, so for, for me and in, in what had worked for me, kind of getting through uh, um, a particularly bad point in my life was, was, like you said, medication, I think is very much a part of it, uh, some therapy. And then I, I kind of realized I had to take some action and, and try to get myself healthier, healthier, um, Mm -hmm. so that I could be the father and the the friend and, and everything that I wanted to be. So, but, um, I think at a, I think for a long point, I think I had just kind of given in to, I was like, well, I think I'm just, it's just the person I'm going to be just with, with depression and, you know, other people seem to be able to handle life. And, 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 and I, I mean, I almost felt like I had thought that, well, this is just the way it is. And, um, fortunately I was able to kind of get out of that mindset. And again, if, I mean, I could look at specific points where I realized, okay, when I started kind of thinking on a different level or, when I started feeling a certain feeling that was, you know, not just feeling like complete garbage, I can say I, that's kind of where I started kind of coming back a little bit. And um, it's almost like, I don't know. I mean, 
I've never been to Alaska or, or Northern Canada, but I feel like if you're in like darkness for months at a time, and then all of a sudden you see a little bit of sunshine, it just kind of <laughs> just yeah. kind of changes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So um. So yeah. No. I mean. I mean. I will say that uh, hospitalization and such. Yeah. Definitely. I mean. It, I mean. Like you said, w- the the time that I had went three different occasions. First was just a voluntary because I was trying to see if I could, you know kind of stop what was happening second was after a, a suicide attempt and the final one was suicidal ideation like you said and um but in some of the aftercare programs at least where we went through you know you would have some some kind of group meetings throughout the week you know i think something hit me about kind of um taking taking some action steps to where getting to where you wanted to be and I think I, I I kind of took some of that to heart and and it and it did and it did help me. So um so um but I but I think I think it I think it's just very complex because I think an individual is complex and mm-hmm. it, it's hard to say you know one person may benefit while while someone else, you know, might need a different pattern. So um, you know, those that go into psychiatry, psychology, it's a it's a it's a very complex um science and um And um, I, I, I wish, and of course I'm a nurse, so I'm coming from from almost like a somewhat of a medical background. But um, I hate that so much of it is insurance driven. That okay, you can you know basically see your person and just basically just do a check in it for medication management. I, mean, I wish they allowed a little more, just kind of therapy time, for lack of a better word, to just kind of talk about some issues. But that's that's more of a psychology versus psychiatry thing. So. Uh, um it's a it's a it's um it's something though that i think that i know with me it's it's i'm gonna work and 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 you know follow the rest of my life because um because i do think the medication and uh, does play a part of it and um and while i'm not currently in therapy um you know i may go back for some point a lot of my friends have gone through therapy and a lot of my friends probably should try some therapy you know i mean so uh I think we kind of get lost in um, just the grind of what we're supposed to do with, you know, jobs and be it kids or family or obligations. And I think sometimes people don't pay enough attention to just the self and the person and whatever issues they're going through. And sometimes you just need like a kind of a third party observer who maybe who is not a family member or not a friend or not someone that knows you on an intimate basis. And you might even be more free to talk to that person and, and, and just kind of, uh, explore some things. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's, it's the hard thing with psychiatrists or therapists is finding one that you connect with because I've had so many different oh, psychiatrists sure. and some of them, it feels like they're just dispensing pills, but the one I have now feels like yeah. they actually care about me. And they, I mean, Absolutely. they actually uh, are invested in my well-being, and it makes a big difference. And yeah, how I, how I perceive the therapy. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you said you've been diagnosed bipolar. How long have you been diagnosed, or how long have you been, you know, um, uh, being treated? It was uh, two. Oh gosh, I mean, like six years ago that yeah, I got diagnosed okay. bipolar. But there were definitely and symptoms the is, like long before I actually got diagnosed. <laughs> I just didn't know what it was. Yeah, and, 
No, exactly. And I know that with myself, I feel like, okay, if I got this diagnosis, somehow the world is going to know there's like the big sign on my forehead that says, you know, major depression or something like that. And, you know, it's, but then I kind of got to the point where I realized, okay, it's just a part of what, of who I am, but it doesn't have to define, it doesn't have to define me. You know, I don't, I don't have to, um, necessarily frame my whole world about that and and yeah it's I think a part kind of my of, experience it's not me yeah yeah it's like I have a whole story to tell and that's a that's a chapter of it you know I mean but um mm-hmm. but yeah and and once I was kind of able to put that kind of perspective on it uh that was real helpful too and um I guess you know and I hate the thing that I do hate about some of the experience I've had, you know, with depression, anxiety is that I know it's taken a toll on on people that care about me because they've seen me go through hard times and and no family member, you know, or, or good friend wants to see that. And people want to help. They don't always know how to, and they try to say the right things. And um, I think the message that I would just want to get to anybody who's going through any sort of mental health experience is that, um, you know, people are coming from a good place and, um, you know, if you're having a difficult day on Monday, um, just get through the day, you know, <coughs> excuse me, I've got a, just a tiny cough, um, you know, just get through the day. And, you know, if, if going to the mailbox is kind of like an achievement for you that day, then that's okay. That's, that's what you did on a Monday or something, you know, it doesn't have to be an epic day for you or something. And, um, everyone's kind of on their own time frame, And, um, but, searching out whatever resources may be available. I am grateful nowadays that I think people are more open to talking about mental health in general. And um, because I was really concerned about the stigma of, um, you know, uh, I guess if I would, if I were to talk about it, would I be, uh, would some of my friends or people turn my back on it? But um the times that I've really opened up and confided in close friends and talked on a, on a more um, open basis, I've gotten a lot of just support and um, empathy and, and people have shared their stories. And, and I guess it's kind of like you said, when you were in, in the group, you realize, okay, wait a minute. You see people either in real life or on social media and everyone wants to put out that public kind of image, but most everyone has some has something going on in their life they're kind of struggling with and that kind of uh um i don't know kind of makes this community out there that you that i may not have realized existed at one point Hmm. absolutely yeah what has been your biggest hurdle in your recovery um yeah that's a good question um You know, there had been times when I was younger when I might have uh, just started thinking, you know what, I'm, I'm probably doing okay. I, I think I can maybe, you know, taper off these medicines. I may I may not really need them. Um, you know, and that's kind of set me back a time or two. Or um, probably my, you know, one of, I guess, I guess, I guess maybe being, too reserved about it maybe not talking as much about it um may have just kind of i don't know if there's necessarily been external hurdles 
Um, I can't feel like that, um, you know, anyone or anything has, um, you know, maybe stopped me from progressing, be it, be it either, you know, job or, 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 or personal relationships, I guess, um, you know, for instance, uh, there was a, a friend of mine who um, organized a group and there was a, a suicide awareness walk and, and myself and about 10 of us went and you know, I was going into it. I'd never done it before. I didn't know what it was like. And, but it was a very, actually a very life affirming event and such. And I guess, you know, my nature growing up, you know, I'm kind of reserved as a person or what, uh, and, you know, maybe a little slow to take a, take a chance or take a leap, but, I guess the more that I've opened myself up to experiences and opportunities, I mean, I've really gained a lot in return. So I guess, I guess maybe just a little bit of fear or maybe a little bit of you know trepidation on my part has been my biggest hurdle, but I, you know, fortunately I, I can't say that I've had any, you know, people or, or, um, you know, kind of outside forces, I guess, well, if you want to talk about a hurdle, I mean, just the practicalities of, you know, if you are having just just some mental health issues and, you know, it's kind of hard to tell a job, you know, I need a week or something, you know, or something yeah. like that. So just you know, just the reality, <coughs> excuse me, just the reality. <coughs> sorry, just a little tickle in my throat. Just the realities of life and such. And, you know, and um, and because um, sometimes, unfortunately, you might kind of find that you, that you do need a few days on a short amount of notice. And, and that can be a little bit of a, a, of a hurdle just from the practicalities and everything. But, um, so I don't know if that answers the question well, but it it's did. a great question though. I'm, yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, uh, is there anything that people have done or said that have helped you along your journey? Um, yeah, I mean, I think just I'm thinking back to some like really good friends that, um, you know, I kind of met after my marriage um, you know, ended and they didn't know the whole kind of backstory as to why it ended. You know, most of the time, if there's a I say most of the time, I mean, another thing I've come to learn is that divorces happen for a lot of reasons, but some of the some of the classic reasons were, Oh, okay. Obviously this guy was, you know, cheating or maybe he was drinking or something. And, and it was, you know, in my situation, I mean, basically a, kind of a major depressive episode that just really took a strain on the marriage. And it, and it's not like it was two weeks. I mean, this was, it was almost a year. I mean, it was, it was a long time. Um, but um, yeah, I had opened up to some friends and just talked about it and said, you know, this is why I'm no longer married. This is why I don't have my kids in my house right now. And, and just the the people that listened to me and and just said you know hey you're you know you're you're my friend and and I'm so sorry you went through a tough time but you know I'm glad you're getting better and you know thanks for talking to me about it I mean I'm always available for you that's really just kind of kind of gave me confidence to go forward and kind of realize that um you know, me going through a tough situation like that was, was just awful and everything. But again, for a while, I thought this was like the defining moment of my life. And, and, and definitely it's a, it's a, it's a big moment in my life, but, um, 
when I realized I still get to be dad, it may not be the way I had initially pictured it, but you know, my, my children are so young and I've got a lifetime to, to love them and nurture and teach and, and, and grow our relationship. And again, just kind of, it allowed me to reframe some of my thought processes and realize that maybe it wasn't the way I was kind of thinking about a situation. So, uh, Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, and it, if anyone is going through, you know, depression, anxiety, whatever the issue, it, it's tough because I know people say, again, people say things and just, you know, hey, just, you know, sun's, sun's still going to rise tomorrow and everything. And, you know, because people don't know what to say. I mean, they, they, they want to be helpful and they want to be, they want to be, um, you know, supportive. But I think the best thing that, that, that people can do for others is just, be open and be accepting. Just say, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm here for you. And what do you need me to be? Do you just need me to sit with you for a few minutes? You know, do you want to go mm-hmm. out? And just, you know, can I bring you lunch? I mean, I mean, do you want to talk? Do you want to not talk? I mean, do you just want me to text you every now and then? I mean, just, just anything to kind of stimulate some, some connectivity and, um, um, I because again I we kind of go back to the isolate and that was that was a big deal for me just kind of isolating if I could just go in a room and frankly just lie in bed and I guess see how much I could sleep you know that happened on, on certain occasions and and which is is not a healthy coping mechanism but sometimes it just feels like that's the only thing you can do and yeah. um so um but yeah I guess just um Again, just realizing, and again, I have to credit a real good friend of mine and a nurse friend who's a, you know, she's a mom and everything. And and she's the one that kind of said, you know, everyone puts on their Facebook page, you know, how great their life is. Nobody puts on, you know, my kids, my kids were just awful or blah, blah, blah. blah. Everyone puts on, they want to be the, the super mom, the super dad, the yeah. super friend or whatever, but but everyone's, everyone's got stuff that they're dealing with. And, and then when you do realize that, um, especially, you know, as an adult and, um, I mean, I'm, I'm 50. And so I've, I've, I've had a, a few years to kind of see things in the rear view mirror, but, um, it's really hard though. I think, especially when you're first experiencing it, I mean, the teen years are, are, are tough enough as it is, but if you start noticing some depressive tendencies and, and such, it's 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 kind of a scary place where you you don't know what's going on you just know something seems off or not right so um so i think i forgot the initial question but um <laughs> yeah i'm sorry i just kind of got lost in no that's you know. okay i actually forgot but i asked you as well <laughs> that's all right just to talk there you're you're yeah. saying making all these great points i'm here with you man <laughs> no, no 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 yeah <laughs> I think so, I asked you, what, what has anyone done or said that's helped you? Yeah, I think what they've done more than anything is just, um, you know, accepted my story and accepted me for who I am and, you know, just never, never did what I, what I was afraid of or I thought was happening. It's like, oh, okay, if I tell this person, you know, what's, what's happened in my life, they're going to just kind of push me away or, or think, you know, think poor of me. And, and that, that's not happened at all. And, uh, so from that perspective, it's, it really makes me feel, you know, good. I think people in general 
I really hope in general people are good in spite of some of the things that we see going on in the world. But I, I, I still hold on to that people are, are, are naturally supportive and empathetic of one another. And, um, you know, that's what kind of makes me feel good about us as, as a, as a race. And, um, and when I see that in action, you know, that, that really does good for me. What advice would you give someone who is just beginning um, thinking about re the recovery getting started? Yeah. Yeah. I think what I would say is um, you know, find a, find some sort of community. Um, it can be, maybe people that are, that are going through something similar to yourself. But then again, maybe um, it doesn't have to necessarily be, you know, mental illness or something. I mean, if you happen to ride motorcycles and you, and you find some friends that like the same, you know, just, just find any opportunity sort of to make connections. And I, I think you have to do something to feed your soul almost on a daily basis. And, and again, that can be hard because we get so into the routine of, okay, I get up at whatever, let's just say six and let's go have breakfast, let's get to work. But <laughs> I think you've got to find things in your life that are meaningful to you. And and even if you're in a relationship, if you happen to be in a relationship, you know, you need. I think it's important to be confident enough to let the other person have some personal time within the relationship to do, you know, what, what's good for them. Um, um so if you're just starting, um, I, I would say try to first, first and foremost, just try to find somebody or someone that you feel comfortable with. And if it's a therapist, fine. If it's a friend, fine. I mean, if you're a religious person, if it's a person, you know, through clergy, I mean, just if you're not religious, that's fine. I mean, I mean, but there's all kinds of avenues and, um, I guess, you know, say, say the things that are heavy on you. And if you're having a feeling or a thought and said, this is what I'm thinking. And it's, it's really, I don't quite get it. Or, or I feel a compulsion or I feel, um, I feel just this overwhelming guilt and just, just, you know, try to, try to map out some sort of path. If writing things down, like in a journal works for you, great. I mean, if, if listening to music for, you know, 15 or 20 minutes kind of centers you do that. Um, just, but don't feel like you have to, you, you do have to go it along. There are trained professionals and there are resources and in the, in, in the information age, you know, we can pretty much Google and, and, and find something. So, um, and don't let other people define you or don't let other people tell you, well, this is what you need to be doing. I mean, find out what works best for you. And, um, and again, I think just try to find some sort of connection or some sort of community. I think it can really, really be beneficial. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. I appreciate you reaching out and, uh, um, yeah, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm somewhat of a reserved person and I kind of told myself though, but I feel like, you know, maybe my story might be, have the ability to kind of connect with someone. And, um, you know, if anyone wants to reach out to me or anything, I'm, I'm happy to listen or talk or whatever. So, uh, Great. um, 
Yeah, I appreciate you reaching out and let me kind of talk about my story. I think thank you for sharing. I really appreciate it. All right. You have a good night. All right. Thanks. You too.